that's not where I'm getting at. So Big Bird, I'm watching him going like, what is this white stuff falling here? Does anybody know? And all these kids start coming out of this abandoned building, by the way, <laughs> down a metal like a fire escape. And they're like out and they're like, it's snow, Big Bird. Kid totally wasn't with them. Wasn't with him. Just all of a sudden just walks across the set without a shirt on. It's a snow. I was just like, what the hell is that? Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, God. Classic. Classic dad problems. Did you hear? I, uh,. I listened to, you know that show Planet Money? It's like an NPR show. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, or they have a podcast. Doesn't matter. Just a couple nerds, a couple of goofballs mm-hmm. that are talking about they'll pick a different mm-hmm. economic issue, like inflation or yeah. something. Da, da, da. Right. They, like they, car talk, but not Yes. Cars. Yes. That's it. That is it. Um, they did an sh- episode. I recommend everybody to check it out. It's called Big Printer, and it's all or mm-hmm. called Big Ink maybe, and it's all about the ink industry and the ink printer industry and how they are they have God. us over a barrel, but you have no idea to what degree. Like uh, at one point, by the way, ink was worth more on whatever scale it's on. Let's yeah. call it the Nasdaq. Or, it was worth more than gold. Do- are trading places orange juice futures. We yes. we both have fully admitted we have no idea how exactly. things work. Yes. But it's right. the ink futures. The ink futures were at one point <laughs> the most ink was the most valuable commodity on the planet. Um because of the way they have you rolled over. That's why you can buy a printer uh-huh. for oh, $30. Yeah. They actually sell it to you for less than cost for them to make it. So you can right. buy a printer for $30, and your next ink purchase, if you want to fill your four cartridges mm-hmm. of um, cyan, yeah. magenta, you're, whatever, you're, yellow, yeah, your CMYK, it's going to be $50. And you find <laughs> out right when you buy it, I found this out, what they don't tell you and don't have to tell you, they're, hey baby, how are you? Okay, well, oh, we'll give you that sandwich, that's okay. Yeah, you can. All right, go get your sandwich. Take your toys. Don't forget your zebra. We'll get it. (laughs) All right. Um. Oh, holy shit! So the ink cartridge pack that comes with Uh it—they don't have to tell you. It doesn't matter. They're like, we can give you nothing, but they purposely fill those like either a quarter or a halfway full. So you'll have to buy ink right oh. off the bat. So right off the bat, they're just so you get an you, empty. Yeah, they're giving. You I'm an selling empty. you a lemon. Like if this was used cars starring fucking Kurt Russell, you buy a car from me, and I'm giving you a uh, half tank. You're yeah. not even leaving the. You're not even leaving the lot with the full tank. Nothing. And they and and oh, you know that's you can't see that. You can't see that. Classic huckster move. But check this shit out so i don't know the last time you put ink in a printer but what the so what happened is they were like we got these guys so snowed on our ink it's beautiful but all these it since it's not illegal all these bootleg ink companies popped up they're like Uh it's just fucking ink we'll just sell you a cartridge that fits into that unit and just i can milk a squid right put a little bit into a well 
So Sell it to this rube? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They just found a vacuum and they filled it. But if you've done that, you that used to be no problem. But what happened yeah. is last time you put a, a bootleg ink cartridge, most likely you've got a message from your printer saying, does not recognize yeah. oh, unauthorized yeah. ink cartridge. Well, it turns out that, this is, this is long-winded, but it turns out that there is a job that people have to test technologies, hardware, software. And basically, mm-hmm. this guy's like, I test, for example, laptops, computers, whatever. My goal is to get in there, and my ultimate goal is to make it physically start on fire. That's how much I want to fuck with these devices. He can go in and change okay. programming, software, whatever. He want like, he, like for example... He's so, the guy foxy, yes, mask-wearing, yep, like, yep. you hire me to break your shit. But nobody and hires... if I can figure out how to... Yes. The best part is nobody hires him. He'll just go, I want to mess with the Microsoft Surface, take it, and he'll just fucking just... Because he's not, just like, beating it. it with a hammer. Like an ape? He's just using, like, you know, programming mm-hmm. and stuff to see if he can overheat it, do this. And if he succeeds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. tells Microsoft, hey, do you want to know how I did this so you can write a software to fix it? He did that with printers. And what he discovered mm-hmm. is that to... Oh, and he'll also give things viruses. He discovered, since printers are on Bluetooth, or they're wired, whatever, they're technically computers mm-hmm. on their own, hooked oh, yeah. up to the yeah. internet. shows up on my phone. He can give your computer a virus. Now, you wouldn't think that was a big deal. However... That virus connected to your printer, what it basically can do and designed it to do, anything you send your printer, any document, anything you scan, he just wrote a program Mm -hmm. and it scanned, printed, sent a copy of that to some file database that he was keeping. So Casey, if somebody wanted to know your information or anything you did, they hack your printer any shitty jerk practice sketch you write, oh, they you had better it. be. And so Mikey Day's got be. us. Mikey Day has got us <laughs> on his list. And I was no, like, the, you said that yeah. about the fucking printer, and I was like, I can't even get my wireless printer to connect to my fucking exactly. computer. Yep, yep. But I, my printer will send me a text that I'm out of ink. Oh, sure. Yes. So here's why. I physically bought a cord. The longest cord you could ever see to connect to my printer to my (laughs) computer because it stopped. It stopped. And I was like, I'm going to put my foot through you if you don't print. I need two pages of my nonsense printed. Just please, God, please. And you need it 30 seconds before you need it because you had no idea your printer that should be working fine. So and then I try to scan and it's like it doesn't. No. Scanner no worky. Yeah, you don't like, have. You, it's not. In. It literally sends it to somebody else's. You're like, where did right. I scanned it? It the lighty went bingy bangy. But where's my image? Well, then where'd yeah. it go? Um, oh, you're in for it. Well, here's a reason. Nefarious. Here's partly actors. a reason for that. This guy figures that out. And is like, holy shit! I have the keys to the kingdom. I'm gonna let HP know. Hey, you have a design yeah. flaw. You do you want to fix it? I'll show you how it works because. I can release to, you know, whatever wired magazine that your design flaw will yeah. allow any hacker to come in and, and get all of your information. So they're like, yeah, of course we need that. And their way to fix it yeah. is next time you get an alert from your printer, they'll say, hey, you need to update your printer, download this software, and they'll send it to the printer. And yeah, they had that. And what that did mm-hmm. is that sent the information to the printer and it stopped the virus. But somebody in the company really thinking was like 
You know what we should also include in that, and we don't have to tell them? We should tell our printers to not recognize any ink cartridges that aren't officially our ink cartridges. Our, our, oh, God. So you agreed to that oh. update, because you have to agree to an update, and you agreed yeah. to let their printers exclusively only use their ink when there's no legal ramification for there's it. There's no, yeah. So that's, that's monopoly shit. It's some bullshit, yeah. Break it. I need a fucking Roosevelt in here. Oh, God. No, but I love that you were like, where does it go? And in my mind, I immediately thought of like, you know, Harvard J. Packer sitting in his fucking <laughs> giant palatial den, yeah. like an old stock ticker. All my bad screenplays are just printing off. And he's like, I'm going to collect it all. Everything, everything. <laughs> a mountain of ideas. The, uh, the That happens now with like Bluetooth, I've heard. Like. When people are trying to be secretive and they're like, well, I'm just going to plug on the old Bluetooth and pull up the old nasties here on my the old, the, phone. The, the, and their wife will be like, uh, I can hear I can, you. It's on our my, television. My, yes, exactly. It's like, oh, God. It's playing on our speakers on our patio. Good work, bro. That's exactly right. Give it, take it, give it, take it. What are you watching? I'm watching, uh, you know, Mad Men. Right. I'm watching that show where the big meatheads take <laughs> the, one heavy rock take from it. one platform to another. Um, right, yeah, strong man. Strong I'm man. strong man. <laughs> that's your, that's your, that's my blanket now. It's just like, I'm just watching strong man. There was, I read that in some article that was like, name something embarrassing. And the guy posted, he's like, my Bluetooth was hooked up to the wrong speakers and I went into my man cave and I was watching a, he basically said, I was watching Sliver and there was a hot and heavy Sliver. sex scene. I was like, oh, you yeah. were watching Stepdad Meets Daughter's yeah. Friend. Fuck this you. is not, we're, we're well past the era of like, ooh, I was watching a, a sexual thriller <laughs> yeah. starring Diane Keaton when she was in her 30s. Like, no, fuck you. You were watching pornography. Yeah, yeah, and the, it's silk. I, I was silk stockings. Oh, excuse right. me. I love a nice procedural. You know how much more of a, and, and you know how much more of a creep I think you might be nowadays if you're an adult Just of legal age watching. And I'm not saying you should watch. There's so much like pornography yeah. out there that's it's like embarrassing, rapey, it's, it's embarrassing, sad, sad horrible stuff. Obviously noted. But, like, if you want to, like, watch a little something randy and you pull up an old episode of Silk Stockings right. on YouTube instead but of that just, languorous like, silk on that leg. You need to go work the night shift at the chocolate factory next to Jeffrey Dahmer. No, that's what you're no, up no, to. No, exactly. Like, it was like, but that's the thing. Like, you save that shit in your brain. Right. Like oh, I remember, yeah. was it was it called Pacific Blue? Was that, that your was show on after, after Silk Stockings? Yeah. There was one episode where they had a sudsy car wash, <laughs> and it's forever etched in my brain. I was like, sudsy shirt, leaning on the car. You're inside the car. Horny for learning. That's what you signed sign me up. That's exactly right. I don't think. Uh, I think it's been mentioned so many times, like, kids are so like exposed Porky's. to the like, hardest Porky's stuff. Porky's is, like, a pervy show. Oh, for sure. But it's just, like, well, there's something, bosoms. It's exactly what you're talking about, though. Like, there is something so much more erotic to me about a magazine we had in our house that was not, Which, like, yeah. Club Confidential. It was just, like, some, it wasn't the swimsuit issue, but it was an equivalent thereof. 
and it had mm. a three-page spread of this woman who was on Baywatch. She might have been a playmate. Her name was Donna Dierico. And all it was was her in like different bathing suits. And I can picture the layout. I might as well be working for the public opinion (laughs) having to lay out a page. I can picture the layout of it. And it's just so much more erotic than exactly what we're talking about you like, could just like german eh. gag you know i don't need fart it. like fart onto your keyboard and get right. whatever comes out like because yeah. you, you can and it's just that's the yeah the kids today yeah but it's funny you mentioned it's it's a weird transition but it works you mentioned diane keaton and movies i don't know if you're watching on hbo max there's a new four-part docuseries called um alan versus pharaoh Oh no! I I I had another four part docu series. I will meet you in the middle. Okay, well it's th- called the Lady in the Dale. Oh oh yes, you were telling me about that. You were telling me about that. Well, my mine is real quick. Uh, this Woody Allen documentary, I recommend it. I don't know what goes beyond closed doors. Scandal noted with my first comment. They have mm-hmm. it's basically about Woody Allen and yeah. the accusations that he's a a child molester essentially. Not even yeah. essentially that he's a p- pedophilia child molester. This goes beyond yeah. him being mm-hmm. unethical with his stepdaughter Sun Yi, who he took naked pictures of. The only evidence is like when she was of an adult age. Now that has nothing to do with the ethics of her being your stepdaughter mm-hmm. long before that. And what happened? This has to do with accusations from his adopted daughter Dylan. Um, with Mia Farrow, and then other weird incidents. Um, But they play old clips of Woody Allen movies, and I was just like, that is a funny motherfucker right there. Woody Allen is is just... Like, I put him in... And this is scandal noted big time! But I I can't help but watch a few clips and be like, this is Buster Keaton Chaplin level. They were playing clips of Sleepers when he's playing the the robot. Oh, the robot! Yeah. But just he, in the background, like that shit is like classic. Oh my god, it's 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 iconic and how much he did. Now that's just what I see and I go, oh man, he's so funny. And then you see they're like, this guy's a monster. And that's not the part I'm going to talk about. What I'm going to talk about is when you think of Woody Allen, don't you think like he's really humanized himself on screen as you would think him in real mm-hmm. real life? The neurotic, yeah. always in his head, yeah. anxious person. Very, like, like now you could compare him to Larry David. Yes. Like that very, yeah. like, awkward out there, my neuroses are my thing. It's Seinfeld, like, sort of. Like, he, like, that genre of that comedy is the him. Pretty reclusive, right? Yeah. Um. Well, it turns out in all these old interviews, I know he eventually became reclusive. This dude got accused of these. These accusations came out in 92 and he made like a statement about it. And then obviously, as we all know, continued to work and work and work. But in all these old interviews, I'm like, that is so far from the Woody Allen I expected because he's giving these interviews mm-hmm. and he's just like, I was like, that is like a take. No prisoners self-centered i say what i want i do what i want i get what i want and i didn't picture he was literally the king of new york mia farrow tells stories she's like of course when i first met woody allen like i didn't necessarily fall in love with him until he took me out a couple times and every door was unlocked to him in new york and he used it 
Like, hey, you want to go to the top mm-hmm. of this building? Hey, do you want to go to this restaurant? This. Hey, do you want? Hey, I'm Woody Allen. Let me in. And then like he's, Belushi. Yeah, oh, big like time. when we hear like you don't you don't associate Woody Allen with John Belushi from fucking Jim Bel- like from like oh, SNL times when it was like John Jim Belushi. <laughs> well, every door's unlocked for Jim Belushi, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but he's every, he's allowed on my roof anytime he wants. Every toilet cell, and he's open the, he's for up Jim. there right now. Hey, Jim. <laughs> uh, but no, it's crazy. But yeah, like he is the quintessential yeah. fucking New Yorker. Like he is New, like as New York as the Statue of Liberty. Really, and he's give, for sure. But he's also giving these interviews, and one of them is like, "So you're settling down with Mia Farrow? Mia Farrow has like nine kids eventually, and this time is like six kids. So you're settling down with Mia Farrow? Like, what does that mean with these kids? We, he's like, oh, we have an also, agreement." I, Can we take a second for nine kids in New York City? No, no, Connecticut. She, Mia Farrow oh, okay. oh, couldn't okay. be more juxtaposed from her, like, what you would think a actress mm-hmm. of her stature is than the mother who, like, runs from the set out to Connecticut with these, like, nine kids on this. She, her, she has children with Sanat, right? They have a... They never had children, but they had a long they relationship. They never, okay. Although Ronan Got Farrow it. looks just like Frank Sinatra, another, another, another something <laughs> right. for something that, else. Oh, see, th- like that, that, that's what I was like. Is that Woody Allen's kid or Frank Sinatra's kid? I don't know about Woody the, the bellhop's kid. If you look at go if you think of it. Go look anybody. Go look at the two pictures side to side. But that's that's neither here nor there. It's like Fidel Castro and um, the the premier of uh, uh, Canada, not premier of Canada, the prime minister of Canada. Who Trudeau? Yeah. What? They, they yeah, they they're they're the side side to side pictures and they're like, "Oh yeah, she like they partied." And uh Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. Just <laughs> they do side by side pictures <laughs> of of them and they do look alike. Oh, that's That doesn't mean that Fidel Castro is his son, but very similarly to the Ronan Farrow thing of like, I mean, yeah. Especially probably. when uh Like he Justin was the grooviest Trudeau... guy in the 60s. Especially when Justin Trudeau uh, opted to put on brown face and dress like a genie <laughs> to that fucking party, this fool. God, this guy, that guy c- catches so many breaks. It's like he's like a he's like a Canadian fractured. royalty up there. They'll leg. give him they'll give him a break. God, that guy gets a lot of any passes, chance they man. get, and he is fucking corrupt as the day is long. Um, oh, speaking of kings in New York, I don't want to derail no, the Woody Allen it, story. No, but, go ahead. Uh, uh, do you hear, like I saw it this morning, old Cuomo. Oh, what about Coming old down Cuomo? the hammers falling. That guy. Trump right. is cackling from Florida. You can hear him laughing. Real quick, pin it. You just wouldn't think Woody Allen would be like this, to which I'm like, fuck, that guy is uh, kind of shitty. He's a Cuomo. Allen is a Cuomo because he's like, so what do you think about family life? And settling down, he's like, we have an agreement. I'm not a kids guy. They're her kids. I don't take care of the kids. And he's Jesus like, Christ. he's like, but you're, aren't you having Fuck a kid it, with right. Mia Farrow? He's like, yes. But not my kid. We he's, he said, I said, she raises him. Da, 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 da. I was like, Fuck. I was like, even Holy some shit. tact in 1974. Like, like, I was just like, oh, so he's like a Tammany Hall guy. Like yeah. he's that New York that he's just. 
That no, you blew my hair back because I would have never thought it's yeah. It it comes out weekly. Yeah, would be that guy. Like I, you know, he's like never she nerdy. Like yes. he's charming. He's really funny, and like all the you know, like obviously you'll you know, be yeah. Well, yada yada yada, all of the weird shit. Yeah, you. I do have a Woody Allen story, sort of parallel Riffing. to myself. Okay. Uh. That restaurant that I worked in, Ellen and Delancey, the first fancy restaurant right. like where I learned to like be a bartender, mixologist, like be an actual server at a proper place. Uh, Woody Allen came in with Sun Yi and some friends, and they had dinner there. The fuck, and like you were there, so you actually got the true. They say you're not a real New Yorker until you see old Woody. Like, I didn't. This is the story, though. Oh, okay, I was there sorry. the next day. Gotcha. But I was like, this is the, like, he sounds like a Game of Thrones villain. <laughs> so he came in to eat dinner with his wife and their two friends. The three of them all ordered regular food. Woody Allen just ate a small dish of cherries. <laughs> <laughs> like, no fucking joke. Like, no joke. Like, he asked, like... About it, and they were had cherries on a like a dessert that walked past him, and he's like, "Can I just get some cherries?" And they're like, "Ah, sure. We, I mean, we prepped these cherries for this dessert. We have like ten cherries." And he's like, "I will take all of them." Were they maraschino so he just cherries? Ate the tiniest, like they were like Bing cherries, like like the red, like it looks like an apple almost. Oh, yeah. It's so like, and that's all he ate was a tiny dish of cherries. He's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's Woody Allen, like King of New York. And that's uh, President Taylor, right? Ate a bowl of cherries, ate some yeah. tepid milk, and died. That is fucking... It just, it just made Woody Allen stronger. Um, obviously, that's super eccentric. And it, it, what's interesting is, it had you said it prior to me watching Eat this... Get a salad. Yeah. No thanks. And no, that, I that's demand... a power move. That's a bullshit power yeah. move. Actually, now that I it is now that yeah. I think about it's not because he loves cherries and goes get them everywhere. He loves seeing what he can get away with. I dare you next yeah. time you go in a restaurant and be like, you know what? I saw you have little candied oranges on your meringue oh, pie. Gosh. Can I just have ten of those? They'll spit in your chest. Oh, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, go fuck I'm out. not king of Columbus. Right. Yet. Right. Not yet. You're not king of Charleston no, yet. No, we can yet. make those demands at some point. Well, I'd be a colonel, but... Um, oh, of course, yeah. Was Once s- you cross that Mason-Dixon, it goes from king to colonel. King to colonel. Uh, I we So that's our Woody, but I do like that we pinned Cuomo in there because I heard the same thing this morning. Do you know he won an Emmy? He won an, he Emmy, won an Emmy for his fucking While press he was, yes. conferences well, during a pandemic. Well, all of people were dying of coronavirus because he made them go to the back to their homes that and each one of those cases like that's the shitty part is like each one of those cases was fucking 30k what do you mean like so people are speculating to, from aid from the the government like every case of coronavirus at that time was like four thousand like forty thousand dollars like you would get relief so people are speculating he just put people back in the home so that New York State could get a shit ton of money in coronavirus relief oh. because they had so many more cases than everywhere else. They did. Yeah, yeah. I don't. 
that well so here's the thing we lived in it doesn't matter anybody maybe that was your first ex- people's first exposure to Cuomo he has been a staple around uh, mm-hmm. anybody that's lived in New York for a long time I forget how long he's been governor but I mean yeah. he looks like he put two in the back of your head you know what I mean and oh, he totally. always has and you can put a white polo shirt on him as much as you want I watch those press conferences every time and I went Wow, this guy's getting a real, real sweetheart yeah. deal here just yeah. because he's relaying the information. And the reason for it, I think, was just the, like, bifurcation or the, the binary. Like, look at that tough guy. He's being empathetic. We need that. Yeah. And to your point, no. Trump was polishing his golden statue of himself. <laughs> just yeah, course, fucking yeah. licking his chops. Watch Cuomo just get this. Because when it rains, it pours. Now these women are like... He fucking asked if I wanted to play strip uh, poker yeah. and and just and like then, yeah, <laughs> shit. I read it where he was just like, so I I may have and I was like, yeah. oh, you're so guilty <laughs> with the way like I may have pressed my lips to your face right. and you may not have wanted it, but it was an it was I didn't know. It's like you big, you just fucking like you. He does, he does. He looks like a mafioso. Like he looks yeah. Like lips manless, like I'm gonna fucking bury you in the fucking bay, Dick Tracy. You're done. You're done in this town. Pete Davidson has been playing him on SNL, and I gotta tell you, Pete Davidson is wonderful. He is perfect with his Cuomo impression, his makeup, everything about it is really, really good. I thought I'd throw that out there, but um, also the weird thing about Cuomo, nipples pierced. That's not true. He's got it? the double pierce. Oh, look it up, Hansi. Google it. Joy work for anybody right now. Just Google Mario or not Mario Cuomo. That's his dad. His dad has a Prince Albert. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, he's, Cuomo has pierced nipples. There's like pictures of him in like a tight polo and you can see the barbells. So here's the deal. Which is also like anybody watching the man's Silk alive wire. Yeah. Anybody watching Silk Stockings these days, anybody who's 63 <laughs> yeah. still wearing the and hey, I'm I'm all for I'm not going to pleasure shame oh, anybody. No. But there's something going pleasure, on though. if you're like I like some nipple pain 24/7. Yeah. No, that's who Ash and I had this conversation this morning cuz I was like I told her the same as you was like there are pictures you can see the little barbells in his shirt. And she was like, that's too much. Too much sensation. The guy's a, he's a fucking raw nerve. Yeah. If you got that much, just like, give it to me. Always. Need to be sensed. Just touch me. Kiss me. Like, I was like, I believe he would kiss you on the mouth unwarranted because it's just his nipples are on fire. So here's the thing about it. I am so over these apologies that are strictly clearly apologies that exist because you're not sorry for what you did you're sorry that i got caught but also i don't think as much as he's a thug and this is this is um i don't give a shit how i come across because i have no malice behind it uh, was it the Cuomo's coming after us? Right. No, it's I not say, about the Cuomo's. It's, it's like You're the a idea colonel. that I'm supporting him. But the deal is, like, I don't, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't think he had malice behind what he did because he's just this kind of creepy old 63-year-old man who doesn't think he mm-hmm. is. But And he's in a position of power. So all of his behavior is 
unacceptable. But I also don't yeah. think that his behavior legitimately was like, I'm going to sexually harm you. Uh, I think he's a creep no. and his behavior is wrong. But I think I don't buy an apology that says, I think my actions may have been perceived. No. Right. If you're going to really apologize, say, I said we should play strip poker. Clearly that's wrong. I knew at the moment it came out of my mouth. I should have it's apologized then. I kissed this woman on the lips thinking that uh, maybe she was into she me. I'm a single guy. Me. I shouldn't have done that at work. It happens to people at work all the time. I owe her a big apology. I should have done it directly toward her the moment she didn't kiss my lips back. And all this... <laughs> Yeah, come on, dude. So I know. Apologize. Just apologize. Yeah, nobody can apologize because he's too busy protecting his own ass because of the way the culture works. He's too worried about getting canceled, whereas he should be. There's no human connection or empathy now towards what people have done. You're not doing the right thing by apologizing um, safely. You know what I mean? It does yeah. you it it whether whatever it does to you, so you can keep your job in the future. It, it does nothing to progress this whole culture of like accountability, which is something well, he's claimed to is, stand for. What like that's why he's such a turd man to me is because he was such a fucking tough guy. Like Donald Trump, you walk down these streets and see what happens. And right. I was like, I don't want a liberal Donald Trump. Exactly. I don't want anything. I want. A fucking actual leader. Yeah. Like, you don't get to, like, wear the the blue jersey and be the blue Donald Trump while he's over. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you. Go away. Like, yeah. get rid of him. Yeah, he's got to Give go. me an actual fucking leader. And not just like, oh, I'm I'm better at talking shit than he's better. Oh, you're talking shit to me. You're talking, do, 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 do. You know, it's just fucking two dogs barking at each other. That's the thing, too. It's like, oh, my God, like. A qu- I'm giving a big quote because he's a piece of shit. Obviously, Donald Trump's a piece of shit and was long before we knew these accusations. But you're like, God damn, it seems like every day somebody comes out of the woodwork that's uh, in a position of power or fame and they've been um, untoward or much worse towards women. It's like, look, one, I think the percentage is way higher that people in the same positions of power are fucking normal human beings sure because obviously they're not being accused of this shit and so you just happen to see the people that are spotted so that's right of course that rises to the top that's heartening but also the reason you're also seeing these guys is because you got to be a fucking lunatic to scrape and scrap your way to their positions and you know what else lunatics do they push people's boundaries and they encroach on people like it just makes so much sense and I don't need an apology. You should accept it's like, I'm sorry, I'm going away now. Yeah, like, like, I, and I'm not saying sh- like, go away and like your life is over and your kid should hate you and any of this shit. You need to like make amends to the people you've harmed clearly. Right. But you know what? No. Why are you Governor stepping of New York? over? That, that's the, that's what it, what's fucked up about it is like, he's stepping over the apology to apologize to me. Right. Well, why? I'm just annoyed with him. Yeah. I think you're gross and annoying. Why don't you actually apologize to the person that you have wronged? Because make amends would... with that person. Oh, no. But I don't need them. I already got what I needed that from them. That makes me liable. 
Right, exactly. Like, I need to get Hans to like me again. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need him to vote. Which is gross. Like, fuck you. You just always equate people's behavior, um, poor behavior. Just take it down a few notches and say, what happens to the guy who does that, who's managing a a mall? Yes. (laughs) That guy gets fired! That guy gets fired. They burn the mall down! Yes, come on. With him inside it, Freddy Krueger. Um... (laughs) So, I don't know. Yeah, Cuomo, that's like this guy. I was like, you want a fucking Emmy? It's like, oh, I don't know that why bad. we put oh, these that, people on pedestals. Did that lower the bar for the Emmys as a whole? Sh- absolutely, it should. Like, are they? will they take it back from him or will they just let him keep it? What do you think? Well, all that shit is bullshit with all these stories I've been reading. Yes, so oh, should they read take about the Golden Globes Don't today? take my <laughs> like... Emmy. Yeah, the Golden Globes, <laughs> which is like, they're all like, it's now come to light. Not just like, hey, I think they're getting a couple kickbacks. That the entire system is kickbacks. Like that's they it's, these people yeah, that right. are we, on the what's it called, the foreign of press or film foreign press. Oh or whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, they don't they don't qualify in any way whatsoever. They're not like actors, right? Like they just got in these positions of power, and they make like two not million dollars a year just for being on boards that's not their job just for being on yeah. the board foreign press association or something and these studios they put them up in the swankiest shit like oh, four thousand yeah. dollar a night hotels and then on top of that these people are like oh they didn't give us food vouchers and they'll fucking tank somebody's course, nomination yeah. oh what'd you give me well no exactly like we were talking about this morning and i was too incensed it was probably dis- disproportionate the amount of like how angry i was I was like i don't really have a problem with jason sudeikis but the fact that jason sudeikis for a fucking coach show beat eugene levy oh i was meg was asking makes me so mad meg was asking so mad yeah and there's a reason for that there's a thousand percent reason for that denzel well, course, washington when he was giving his acceptance speech i forget for what movie um years years later after he became denzel washington he said this was many golden globes since he won many Mm -hmm. golden globes in his acceptance speech i think he probably said thank you and he said you know when i was first coming onto the scene and i was making glory the producer and director of glory Glory. took me to a luncheon with the foreign press association if i'm saying that right and he's like he told me this you need to say hi and be polite to everyone here, and you will win the Golden Globe. And I won the Golden Globe. Thank you very much. Good night. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that was his speech. Fucking baller. Yeah, Fucking he is baller. Like that's also I forget. Like yeah, the Hollywood Foreign Press. That's it. Like, Thank is, you. What yes. is this Casablanca? Yeah. Like we have all of these BuzzFeed writers that live in Monte Carlo. It's such bullshit. Like, talking about movies? Like, I will say that about fucking coronavirus is that it really puts a spotlight on this thing that was, a, like, sucked a lot of oxygen out of the room. And then when you see it in that oxygen-empty room, you're like, eh, I could, you know, take it or leave it. I'll you, you know, be fine. Yeah. If the Golden Globes stopped, I don't think anybody would give a fuck. Other than... The people like the advertisers and like the system as a whole, but I thought it was beautiful on my news feed today. You're right on on my news feed today. It was like 
um, 18 people killed in protests in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson vaccine approved. Yeah. Um, $1.9 trillion relief passed by the house, you know, goes to the Senate, uh, still 20 million people out of work. Um, Melissa, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, fuck, uh, Crawford, who was the comedian who died having plastic surgery? Joan Rivers, Melissa Rivers, oh, Joan Rivers, Melissa oh, yeah, Rivers yeah. worried the red carpets may never recover from pandemic. And I was oh. like, Ooh, fourth story down. That'd be front page oh. on the post. Oh no, totally. Red carpets may never recover. It's fine. <laughs> We're all good. I get, but you know what? I don't work red carpets. So, I mean, that is a, profe- I don't, that, that's no, a profession that, like, for people. So it's part and of designers like, I, and everything. Yeah. So it's not necessarily fair. Versions like I we're not I'm not in the system we're not in like we're not Hollywood Hollywood eats us if we were I'd be like oh no red carpet got to keep it you know what yeah put it in perspective here's what's happening like with, if it was something I cared about then I probably yeah are involved in. Apple is like slowly but surely scumming I don't know the last time anybody's perused the Apple podcast uh, app. But it's so streamlined or and sleek, for jerk practice and podcast. you'll never where you find the jerk practice podcast. But you're gonna have to search for it. You'll never <laughs> deep, 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 deep see edge. another like you know. I just I I it's it's very gauche, and there's no better way to say it. You're just not gonna find quote unquote indie punk rock podcasts in quotes like we do. Mm-hmm. With just like just putting it out there to put something out there and create because all you're going to see is podcasts created by NBC like they have a front page that's featured. It is a very podcast about guys from shows they do. Yes. Like it's the Cheers podcast where Norm talks to fucking Sam about Cheers. Obama has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen and that's fine and they should. But it's. Like, that's the news. Like, that's the way somebody would talk about the new co-show with Sudeikis. They're like, they're not talking about Obama's, like, Netflix deal. They're saying his podcast. And his podcast rate is going to rake in millions of dollars in ad revenue. Yes. Yeah. So my point is, Apple is seeing that. And they saw it long before because they're smarter mm-hmm. and have more yeah. um, look into the future more than me. What they will do, and you'll see it shortly, is you will have to pay for your podcast subscription. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not for us to post it. Oh, no. But maybe we'll be on the chopping block the, soon enough. But less people will find our podcast because you'll have to pay for the, it. Right. No, exactly. As technology catches up to, like, human creative endeavors, like, yeah, the, like what we're doing right now, we're just, you and I just riffing, talking. It's free. We're recording it. We are lucky enough to have a, a system to put it up on. Right. But once technology can overtake our fucking silk stockings level deep cable podcast they'll just drop an ad in like once the technology's there to just go every every 30 minutes we're gonna stop your podcast that you recorded with your friend that's a great and put in an ad maybe not ours though Oh, I hope like well, maybe advertisers are going to be like, "We'll get my pillow or something," like, <laughs> as seen on yeah. TV. Can you imagine though, like, uh, getting backlash as a huge company like Maxwell House? They're like, "Uh, was listening oh, to the jerk. Oh, give me a Maxwell House. I'll do a Maxwell." I didn't House. listen Instant to the coffee? context, but I think these two boneheads support Andrew Cuomo. 
Maxwell House, good to the last drop. Like Cuomo thing, at some point, they're going to stop giving a shit. So you and I can say the silliest shit, and then you hear Maxwell House. At some point, it's just the carpet bomb of money. Like, they right. don't care. Right. So, we're, like, all of those people who care is going to write a letter to the editor, like, so I was listening to the Jerk Practice podcast, and they were talking about farting Nazis, and then I heard Maxwell House. Now I can never drink Maxwell House again because of, of the farting Nazis. And I, those like, Nazi farts happening. killed people. Like, no, they don't listen to context, of course. Which Nobody should does. be actually the new Maxwell House ad campaign that we're going to roll out is Nazi farts. Good yeah. till the last fart. Well, it's just farting pink. Pink swastikas. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like a good cup of fresh Maxwell House, that would that aroma would cover up a Nazi fart. Yeah, we. Co- well, yo, that's perfect. You <laughs> mask the Nazi fart. You got this evil Nazi farting in your house. Like, well, I'll just brew a fresh pot. It's uh, this you know, uh, we're pinging all over the place. But uh, just because you said Nazis, <laughs> this isn't even on my talking points. But uh, Meg got these um, Meg. Uh, uh, Johnny and Lindsay sent these amazing books. I forget the name of the books, but it's basically like empowering books um, for mm-hmm. rubies showing, or for kids showing strong, like strong women. So it's like Ruby yeah. Parks and uh, or Ruby Ruby Parks, Ruby Bridges and <laughs> uh, um, Coco Chanel. All, all these amazing, like innovative. Women, yeah. uh, Harriet Tubman, uh, Maya Angelou, da 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 da. There's one on Anne Frank, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's awesome." So we're, I'm reading about Anne Frank to Ruby, and there's just one page, and I was like, "I know it's for little kids, and you, it's only in my head." But I was like, "It really yeah. takes him down a notch where they're like, she's like Anne Frank was um, really excited about writing, and she lived here and here, and she was a normal little girl, but one day." A bad man with a funny mustache came to power, oh, and I was like, just, "That's a little soft." To see Hitler, <laughs> a little soft. To see Hitler, yeah. Like, why are you, why are you giving him a pass in the narrative? Like, drop silly kids mustache. know bad guys. Drop like, silly mustache. Ruby has seen like Princess and the Frog. Like, she knows the Shadow Man. Like, right. She knows what bad guys are. Yeah, and it's. I mean, they're just a they're guy just with a goofy. A funny accent. Yeah, yeah, it's not. The, um, oh, what were we doing? Nazi farts, Maxwell House. Oh, yeah, so red carpet. Yeah, that's none of my so business. So just, yeah. It goes away. But, yeah. People gotta eat. Caviar People and bowls eat. of cherries. Make, make, exactly. Who's gonna serve you your cherries? Just you drop you it can't in keep bowl the bowl with your butt cheeks? Bing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bing. Here's some bings for you. Oh, no speaking thanks. of New York, we're we're on New York. You and I have been kind of talking about it all week, but it is fun to mention, and I didn't mention this detail. So I'm watching Old Sesame Streets with Ruby. Yes, so yep, good. Yep, yep. They're all on so HBO good. Max, season one to I believe the present. And do yourself a favor, anyone. I think Sesame Street started in '69. It's probably just as good then. But hit holy shit, was mid, it sixty? It was I believe the it was sixty-eight or sixty-nine. Yeah. God damn. Do yourself a favor, hit about hit mid seventies. For those that don't know, New York in the seventies and eighties. Look at pictures; it looks like a war zone. But they're shooting mm-hmm. this kid's show, but it can't help but bleed into the show. So you're like, Big Bird, like his feathers look like a little gr- like he looks dirty, 
And like Oscar's a little, got a little too much of an edge to him. But my <laughs> it's favorite, so funny. Yeah. I never thought about it, but it was like Jim Henson and those crew. Was there a feather district in New York? Like they got actual like birds oh, feathers from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, the in the fashion district. Those are like yeah, oh, they call it fashion yeah, districts, but that's yeah. where you go find like giant spools of fabric and wheel and deal with people and they're like you like this one you like you know and that's where you get your boas and your costume shit for sure meg and i used to do that because if you wanted to buy like that's where you would go the old jp don't go to like a michael's yeah you go like no literally the garment district of the world to get any fabric broadway would buy um but i didn't tell you this because i was like randomly watching i was like what am I watching here? Because Big Bird was like trying to figure out what snow was. It was snowing on Sesame Street, and you made a point, and I observed the same thing. When Big Bird appeared on the scene, he lives in a fucking alley behind a couple yeah. old doors made out of old doors. Yeah, it and is. like that was the <laughs> that was our com- the conversation we had because I would never like I have watched those episodes. I've seen where Big Bird lives as a kid. Yeah, and never thought. No, why would you? About it until you live in New York City and you're like, Big Bird's like a fucking feral hobo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like he like he turned an alley into a home. Like, so don't touch his shit because he's going to cut you. No. Yeah. The one there was that. And then Oscar the Grouch was like having fun. He was looking like through all his shit and he kept handing one of the Maria or something like all this stuff. He's like, oh, no, it's not that. It's it's not this blender. And he was like. Uh, finally, the person was like, Oscar, what are you looking for? And he was like, like, took a second, like, he, like, blacked out or blanked out, and he went, I'm looking for my stuff! And he grabbed all the shit out of Maria's hand, like, he stole it and, like, started shoving it back in, like, he had forgot <laughs> where he was and what he was doing. That's not where I'm getting at. So, Big Bird, I'm watching him going, like, what is this white stuff falling here? Does anybody know? And all these kids start coming out of this abandoned building, by the way. <laughs> down a metal fire escape and they're like out and they're like it's snow big bird kid totally wasn't with them wasn't with him just all of a sudden just walks across the set without a shirt on it's a snow i was just like what the hell was that this kid just walked by and looked like you sent me that text and i was like no you're totally right just like the random kid with no shirt just, it's like they literally just opened the door to the Sesame Street Studios and were like, hey, you kids need to like, do something for an afternoon. Just like just that cocksure, no shirted kid. Because we know. Oh, this ain't snow. It's summertime. Street Studios where the workshop was. It's in Astoria, which is now a relatively ritzy, like nice area. Yeah. Queens. In 1974, I was like, I was laughing. I was like, for those actors people working on set for them to get from where i know that studio is to where that closest subway stop is in 1974 in new york good fucking luck there's a lot of tires rolling (laughs) things are random things are on fire whether it's a car or a trash can but like you're getting the full soup the stew that is new york city oh for sure but I so this is after I said we watched an episode, and this is what's good about this is anybody can go and see this because, um, it's in the intro. So I don't remember what episode I was watching with Shirtless Kid or da da da. This is in the intro in the in seventy four, 
And I was like, I had to rewind it. I was like, what is that? So it's kids running like over a hill, like in the country. And then they're playing in Central Park. And again, this kid doesn't have a shirt on. That's not a point, the point. But like, he's on a ratty bench. And I think it's like Madison Square Park. And what he does is he crawls over to that classic bodega coffee cup. But it's one, I don't know if you've ever spent the day, like you get a coffee in the morning and you just happen to come Mm. home and you have your coffee cup and you make a pot of coffee and you're like, well, I'm not going to put it in a mug. I'll just keep using this cup. And you use it a lot and the coffee kind of dries on the outside. So it kind of lippy. I was like, what is this kid doing? It's like piracy. Yeah. Yeah. So this kid is crawling on this bench and he crawls over to this bodega cup which like has like these kind of stains on the that lip. Oh my god. And he takes a drink out of it like that classic midsummer New York thirst. And that was a section oh, of that me. intro. <laughs> this kid just crawls and takes a drink like he hasn't had a drink in hours. And then they cut to like Cookie Monster. Cuz it could be what anything. What is this? Old coffee, it could be uh gin, it could be Oh, Wyatt is running around. Oh, he's bobbling her. Oh, got her. Yeah, they they've been mixing it up. They've been the thickest thieves. Oh, he is a butt. Um, but then he like he sleeps on her bed. Yeah. So they they have that like love hate like she loves that he's in her room and she's watching shit on the iPad. And then she'll face. like laugh and like headbutt him and then he gets grumpy because he's an old cat sure it's like you know that with the dogs it's just like 100%. i love you but be quiet like she'll scream and he runs so they uh, who knows what happened they had a, a, a falling had a out that we we can't we don't know what what happened but she does not like him i can tell throughout the day like there's a like during the day ruby's like either like totally indifferent and i have to be like don't do that to the dog she'll like push him off the couch i'm like hey this is your family. You treat them and yeah. like you treat anybody else. But then some days yeah. she's totally attached to one of them and mm-hmm. she'll like follow them around and like get in their face. And I can just see it throughout the day. I was like, oh, she's going to get it. Play she's going to get it. And I know the dog has seen it a couple times. Like they, they got a fast reaction and they'll open their maw, but they just don't mm-hmm. come down. Like they don't bite sure, down, the, uh, but then, uh, they'll get on her and she'll either laugh in their face to which is like just total salt (laughs) in the wound or she'll turn to me and be like like, she'll cry not that she got bit but because there's nothing more surprising even if a dog doesn't come on at you Mm -hmm. than a wild animal like taking that 180 Mm -hmm. on you um so yeah yeah, that's her relationship with the dogs for sure she does that with wyatt because he he goes from like just like you describe it like the dogs like a complete lethargy or it's like, are you a two-year-old cat again? Like, he'll just have all this moxie. So whenever you walk by him, he's, like, swiping yeah, out your sweatpants you, yeah. or going for you. So that's her. Like, she likes testing his oh, yeah, push swipe. Those, push those back. She gives so him that, a Cuomo. Yeah. No, the, the, and she does. She gives him a, a, a kiss. A very rough, hewn kiss. Oh, yeah. Um, so while we're on Sesame Street. One, I, I say check it out, by the way, yeah, just for entertainment value. It's so yeah. much better. It's doesn't Sesame Street does not have to be as clean and crisp and digital and it just doesn't need it. I love the you old animations. The I just love the grit and grime. But Sesame Street also 
Goodfellas came out in 1991, and it brought to fame a certain Joe Pesci. Well, it didn't bring to fame, but really put him at the top of the charts. So if you're high, you might host SNL. You might be on Sesame Street. You might do both. And Joe Pesci was on Sesame Street. If you're hot shit, you're on Sesame Street. Uh, And Joe Pesci was on Sesame Street. Great. Because you see, I've seen Adam Sandler on Sesame Street. He does this cute song. Mm-hmm. You see all these. Oh, that's a good song. All these too. people. That, I love that Adam Sandler clip. I do he played all the time. Elmo. Um, but Joe Pesci, I didn't see him on there, but I saw him. Oh, well, first of all, he played Donald Grump. He played Grump, yeah. an impression of Donald Trump at the time. So he should be acerbic and everything. And I didn't see what his episode was like because all I saw were the bloopers. And I got to tell you. Pretty unsettling all around. I was telling you, yeah. not just because of Joe Pesci, because I got the it feeling just... Joe Pesci, I didn't think Joe, I thought Joe Pesci was a little more, came across a little more artistic. This is my craft. He really mm-hmm. came across as whatever the fuck it, his Donald name Trumpian. is. Donald Trumpian, but also as uh, Italian mobsterian or whatever. No, that was, I because I'm with you. You sent me that clip. Because I Googled it. I just thought it was like, maybe someone has made a Muppet of Joe Pesci. Right. And I Googled it. And the first thing that came up was his cameo on that episode. So that's what I sent you that picture. I sent you the like link of it. And I was like, well, that's hilarious that he played Donald Trump. But I'm with you. I always thought that Pesci was more of like a, like the, the uh, wounded artist. Yeah. Like he just, he. He's so good at being a scumbag because he's so empathetic. Right, right. Like sure, his sure. heart is two sides. It's too big. Like, oh, I just and but no, that clip. Just to describe it to everybody, you're like, he is a Joe Pesci character. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'm, he's talking about like a Muppet sucking his dick. Like they're just like and someone's working like the, the ratios for the Henson Studios. is like you stand on a platform. Yeah. And they're underneath because their arms are stretched up. Like, I don't need to mansplain puppeteering to anybody. But so Joe Pesci's making jokes about. He drops the F bomb. Not the not the fuck. He drops the F slur. He calls the Muppet. He does. He calls it Which the A-double-G-I-T. And that's what you're talking like. So here's the thing about it. Like all that joking and all these fucking nerdy puppeteers like soaking it just up loving it. it that's what see that's what not only did joe pesci saying that i was like ooh, weird yeah but everybody in the room like they allowed it like that's the thing like nobody was like hey take it easy like i'm a fucking pro here dude like your nuts are in my face like yeah take it easy joe pesci no they're like <laughs> they loved it and so he just kept going and it's the shortest clip of the world but he just yeah and people can check it out he's like you ain't got no fucking teeth i know what you want like but so but before that it's like yeah you're playing donald grump but he seemed like a donald grump and here's where what's off-putting yeah he says all these horrible things you're like oh i guess that fits what a character he is that i didn't know he was right off the bat he's like can we get the fucking kids out of here? He's like, it makes me nervous. I can't like, you're just like, oh, you're on Sesame you're Street. You're on you Sesame done SNL. Street. Eat your bowl of cherries. Get the kids out of here. Good. You're playing a, you're playing a, you have a 
quaff like you're a cartoon like yes. you're in a cartoon and you're like i hate cartoons yeah that's the thing you see bloopers from any other celebrity well maybe i haven't seen all of them and they're like what i hear and um meg has a, we have a really good friend uh i guess since i'm knocking that yeah yeah that uh worked worked for sesame street and i guess it's very true when you're immersed and i guess you are a normal human being that doesn't watch silk stockings mm -hmm. you like those puppeteers literally melt away as if you're a kid like they say like when kids meet elmo they never looked at the puppeteer like they would look yeah. directly at elmo even though right there existing is the puppeteer right in their face mm -hmm. they're like their mind just that person fades away because Elmo it, is Elmo. And they say that happens I with adults, too. cannot imagine because there's that beautiful passage in the um, uh, Andy Kaufman biography oh, where he talks about meeting Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Because like, I don't know how I would react if I got to, like, Kermit. Because like, yeah. it's such a part of, like my just like the fucking miasma like this the base primordial level of me is like kermit the frog like muppet babies muppet show like i was like i don't know like i don't think i totally would dissociate i'd be like i don't want to see the man and or woman behind the puppet like the puppet is the puppet it's the magic i would like to think i would do that like strictly because i'm in place like i'll never get to do this again i never thought i'd doing this play uh play they're play. asking you to play right. i get i need to be present and i'm strictly gonna play with kermit the frog now because you can't get more real than that you can't get more no. real than this moment even though there's cameras and um lights all around you and it's a totally um synthetic environment and there's a puppeteer when you're face to face and you can you, drown that out there's nothing more real because that you're like you're, you're looking at your own self as yeah. a kid so you can't I think that that's what broke me is that he couldn't like play. He couldn't yeah. just be in the moment and think about like, oh, kids are watching it. How would you interact with Elmo? How do you interact with Snuffleupagus? Like, I understand they're not in his pantheon of nerdy heroes <laughs> right. the way that Kermit and Big sure. Bird are for me. But also like. You're not born full formed as a like a stogie right. chomp and fucking mafioso dude. Like just, you were a kid once. Yeah. Like what do you like? I got the vibe that I'm already got the rube across my forehead, as we all know, that I'd make the wrong fucking eye contact with him because I respect him so much as an artist that he'd fucking like across from be like, What the fuck are you looking at? Like I just can right. feel it. <laughs> Gotta and I'd have no reaction and he could cut me down <laughs> um, to size. Suck uh, my uh, dick, you mop head, as as you I'm the bottom half of Snuffleupagus, sorry. Oh god. Um, I'm Mel the Monster. Why are you singling me out? Yeah, that's Sesame Street. It's so good. Sesame Street. Trump statue, we already fucking Trump statue. I refuse now. Oh yeah. I refuse now to believe that Donald Trump is not knowingly, and I probably said this before, but now mm -hmm. seeing that fucking statue, for those that don't know it, just Google Donald Trump oh, yeah. CPAC statue. It's literally a golden bronze calf idol of himself. Knowingly, it was made in Mexico, by the way. <laughs> it was what? It yeah. was made in Mexico. Of course. That he's not in every detail or trolling to the nth degree knowing exactly what he's doing they're like oh he 
it's a likeness of himself because he thinks of himself as a god. That might be true. But I think as knowingly he goes, fucking make a gold statue of me. Do it. Because that is going to make them so fucking furious. Of course. I don't care how gaudy I... it looks. He should have commissioned it himself. Yes. Like, that's how I it was like, yeah, just beautiful golden me. I'm gold myself. I am walking gold. I'm gold. Ma-. Like, yeah. What's fucking no, he saw Bermuda shorts it. holding the Constitution I know, I love and the American... a wand. He has a wand with a star on it. Anybody go look. I was showing Meg. I was like, this is crazy. And her first response was the right one. She goes, that's not real. Thinking I was just showing her some, yeah. you know, left wing thing from my news yeah. feed. And I went, that's fucking real. And I went, he's got American flip flops on. He's got the Constitution. And then I clicked. I was like, he's got a fucking one speaking of sesame street he's got like a zoe kanoe whatever (laughs) you thought grogu baby yoda lit the world on fire right fucking (laughs) fucking golden trump and panama jack shorts with a magic wand i mean and that's the thing like if i didn't hate him and think he'd hurt and knowingly and know that he's hurt so many people i'd be like yes let me think of somebody who if will ferrell did that and was yeah. like, I've, like, he's on cribs and you're coming up in his lawn. It's this giant and golden he's just, statue yeah. of himself. You go, just a bunch oh, of Will Ferrell, golden right. Will Ferrells. Oh, okay. hilarious. That's hilarious. Or if Will Ferrell ordered, ordered a bowl of cherries, I'd be like, yeah. all right, that's, what, uh, I, neither here nor there. Anyways, I just wanted to get that in there for anybody to Google it. And like I said, yes, you should, curious. because it is tacky. I can see this in, in many lawns across. Ohio, South Carolina, parts of South Dakota. Like it's cuz it's just this like dopey so squat. Quaffed cartoon. It's cartoonish. It's like a lawn gnome, but it's gold. Right. Yeah, let's open them. Let's take a break. Oh, wait, just a sec. Ash. Come here, the baby. Want to see Delano? Her eyes were open, so oh. I figured I'd Yeah, no. I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to turn the overhead? Ashley light? demanded that if during the podcast we get to see the the baber. Let's see if I can. Baby, oh yeah. Hi. Okay, let's go find my kid. I love you, Bella. All right, love you. Bye, Delano. Bye, Ruby. Bye, Ash. Bye, Ash. Take this off here. No, that's okay. Our case, love ya. Sorry, I love you too. Sorry I interrupted. Yeah, we, I nev- just, we should. No, oh, no, no problem. I just figured you'd want to see her with her eyes open when they were open for, for oh, two two 10 seconds. Oh, hell yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, baby. <sighs> you weren't. In, you were just interrupting us talking about uh, the, that golden Trump statue. Yes, really I heard. That. I could hear him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> I was like waiting by the door, waiting for my opportunity. Waiting, right, waiting in. for your in. <laughs> All right, love you. Have fun. I love you nice too. To we see will. All oh, my phone's asleep. Are you okay? Yeah. No, well, we'll see once I get up. But I'm not sitting funny. I'm sitting like a normal human being. What is happening? Meg, why are you sitting on your own feet? That chair, probably. Own chair. You want to go sit? Uh, saw that comedy heat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That's why it's hot in here, Meg. It's when when brains are burning. Genius. It's a genius inferno. It's the, yeah, it's that. It's that. La, I was gonna say lava attic for lava. <laughs> yeah, brilliance. It's brilliance. Brilliance. I don't know where we were, but and obviously, so cut in. Just yeah, that was the little snippet. Uh, You're gonna have to cut in because Harvey shut. When Harvey got on my lap, she shut off the recorder. Oh, okay. So then I turned it back on. So there's going to be, you're going to have two tracks. That's totally fine. Well, when the break on those tracks, for people wondering why there was a break, it's because we were meeting the new baby. We had a new baby, Delano Rose, uh, a couple days ago. Delano Rose. The 23rd, so. Baby. Cursed. I think I cursed her with uh would you give her other than just the normal or, or normal neuroses we well yeah i cursed children? her with every <laughs> all of my bio engineering but uh um, also with a name because i just didn't think about it like because i grew up my whole life with hans hans we used to have a oh, joke sure. they yeah. always said my name wrong with debate or i was like they should just they would be yes. more right if they just said uh jeff goldblum to the stage please um, in pronouncing my name and uh, everybody, not everybody, but I would say a good, I was talking to somebody earlier, I would say a good 60, 40 split on Delano, uh, than Delano. Delano. Oh yeah, I guess. Right. Guess sure. there's a Delano. Maybe there's a Delano, Texas, but I think that's Delano. I don't know. But I was like, I oh. do love the sheer amount of mispronunciations for your name having four letters in it. Right. Haynes. Point. It's, like, yeah. it's an A and an N and an S. Right. There's an H on the front. There. It is what it is. It's so simple. Yeah. Delano, Duluno, no, no. Come on. And then yeah. But she's already just goes by by Dell straight off the bat. But who knows? I guess I guess in any structural setting, it seems like they we could do Della if you want to put a little yeah Della Reese yeah we've. Yeah, we'll see what. Like I said, her middle name's Rose, so that's Doctor D and an R. So Johnny was already mm-hmm. saying we could have a Doc on our hands. Classic Doctor. Doctor. What's up, Doc? Oh my God! It reminds me. Uh, we mentioned it earlier before. I got a quiz for you. Good, good, fun. Um, which which should be a fun wormhole to go down. Um, but you were talking about the Woody Allen documentary on HBO. Uh, shameless plug, HBO. Uh, would they also have a, oh, a, a yes. documentary called um, uh, "The Lady in the Dell"? Oh yeah. Have you and yeah. Meg no, dipped we into have that yet? We have not uh, consumed uh, yet. Uh, someone I work with mentioned, or no, we were wa- actually it was uh, we watched a, a Zoom of a, one of our favorite podcasts that is no more. But um, for Valentine's mm. Day, I got uh, Ash uh, Harmontown. Yes, right. They did oh, a, so a, a Zoom call with Kumail and his wife and Dan Harmon and Jeff and Rob Schraub. And it comes up and he's like, you know, Dan Harmon's best friend, Rob Schraub, creepy peepee. It's just like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't do anything. I don't watch anything. I just uh, I just uh, watching this documentary. You guys watch it. And I was like, oh, it's that car documentary on HBO. Because that's all I thought it was, was a car documentary. Uh-huh. Just watch the first 60 seconds of it. It is about a a man who transitions to a woman. Right. Who is probably one of the most prolific con artists of the 20th century. Yes. All right, I'm in. Uh, sells a three-wheeled car to America. <laughs> Done. 
Check, it's insane. The, In the first episode, it's so. And the guys, when he is a man, his name is Jerry, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, this is jerk practice. The documentary. It's this guy is such a swindler, like a an epic, like classic con artist that you're the whole like you're watching the documentary and that kind of is the crux because it straddles like what is trans like sure like this was a trans woman but people like but when he was a man he was a really good crook so is this still a crook is he still trying to gotcha yeah um it is fucking fascinating. Oh, right. Like, right, this person the is, like, uh, the Pecos Bill, like, just America distilled into an entity. Huckster. Amazing. It's fantastic. What's the era? 70s. It's, uh, like, 60s, 70s. Cool. What's it called? The Lady in the Dale, right? Lady in the Dale. Oh, the they Dale. Name the car yeah. after the inventor of the car. Like, it's so... <sighs> And she's trying to sell this car and take on Ford and GM and people buy into it. Like you can like it resonates today because everyone involved with like trying to develop this car is just like we were going to change the world. Right. They were on board because it's like it's the gas crisis. It's like Carter era America. Like we need to get. Like a, an affordable car for everyone. Sure. So it's just sort of like a crowdsourced car, and they're taking on the system. And it's this trans woman. It's just and it has three fuck, wheels. You just go. It's three. It's a three wheel car. It's insane. <laughs> it looks like a fucking electric shaver on three wheels. Oh, it's I love it. Nuts. Affordable. Yeah, two th- two thousand dollars down. I know that's like we're talking twenty first century money, but I was like. Two grand? That's not bad. We'll do that. Yeah. Well, and that's what what's cool is that the hinge is that era of like that was the time of like Detroit Iron, like the it was the biggest and heaviest that cars have ever been in the history of humanity. <laughs> sure. Just so they're just steel. these fucking like hulking pieces of metal, just like consuming gas. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a three wheel car. Nice. And people just, they ate it up. The media ate it up. And because she's trans, they're also like, ooh. There's intrigue. Intrigue. Ooh, salacious. Right. It's like, ooh, like what's going on? But do these so cars feels very... like, exist on the market? Like people had them or driving them? It doesn't get to that point because it's a swindle. I guess you don't want to spoil it for people. But... Don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. But okay. Check we'll it out. Lady in the Dale. Some joy work for everyone. Joy, joy work. Indeed. And speaking of joy work, yes, okay. Golden Globes just happened. We're gonna roll out the red carpet. We're talking about American swindlers and amazing people in history. Okay. I got, I decided to do a quiz, basically because Ash and I were talking, and as you know, that Ash is a huge Nick Cage fan. I do know that. <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. And of course that quiz is to be continued. Tune in next week. But here's a little taste of what we'll be talking about.
What is it? White Jag, maybe 400 pounds. I have hit the mother load. To the mother load. I think this one's going to the highest bidder. So nice to see American faces. Marine Commando. Under arrest for crimes against humanity. Seizures can happen without warning. My radio will be on 24 hours. Dr. Taylor. The man that we're looking for is a mercenary assassin, a professional killer. Loffler let most of the animals out. so many places he can hide. Who says he's gonna hide? I'm going hunting. Government wants him alive. If you see Loeffler, put a bullet in him. And the same goes for the cat. You kill my cat, I'll blow your head off. Got a real nice cage for you. Rated R.